1: I just
2: reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, we do appreciate hearing from you. It's 1032. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
1: One of the great mysteries of this show is that we have a super fan named Gert. <laughs> that is a mystery. And we don't know a lot about Gert. Mm-hmm but our audience has become pretty intrigued with Gert. There are people who think Gert is uh, just a sassy old broad. I'm mm-hmm. in I'm in that camp. Yeah. There are people that think Gert is a young person impersonating an old woman.
2: Yeah. We've got a conspiracy theory going well,
1: on around I, Gert. Uh, you know, and Kevin has known has corresponded with Gert for years because she's calling Home and Garden all the time, right?
3: Yeah, but this conspiracy is really freaking me out. What do you now, think, Kevin? I mean, I've always believed that Gert was, you know, an uh, elderly woman. Yeah. Uh but now I've heard that it's a younger person impersonating well, and it's uh yeah, it's really messing me up. Okay,
1: but I could get why she might do it with this show because we've kind of egged it on mm-hmm. and I don't let me be very clear. I don't care at this point. I'm I I have enough fun with whoever Gert is that I don't care whether she's a, a sassy old broad or a young person pretending to be a sassy old broad. I don't yeah, I don't, don't care. Judge. But why would you fake that on the Home and Garden show?
3: Yeah, that that seems like that would take a lot of commitment to call in every Saturday.
2: Very good, Kevin. That's what I was thinking. That's a big commitment.
1: But here's the thing with Gert. I don't care whether she's real, she's faking it. (laughs) I I can't get enough of it. And uh, so we try to put Gert on whenever she calls. Here's some more from Gert.
0: Hey, Rob, Casey, and Kevin. This is Gert. I have a couple of comments. First of all, (coughs) Rob, I can barely talk this morning. Um, Peanut is my dog Kevin was absolutely correct on that Good memory, Kev Now, my comment I just heard your list of rock and roll Hall of Fame potentials, whatever I am the biggest or close to it Willie Nelson fan since the 60's I loved him then because he didn't give a damn about what people thought still doesn't but it's incredible that he's even still alive because he will be 90 in a couple of months that why he's on the rock and roll hall of fame potential list beats me I uh, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.
3: She's real. She's got to be real. Yeah. There's no way she's faking that.
2: (laughs) No, she's not faking that. There's no way. I. You know what? I. I I don't know how old Gert is, but she reminds me of talking to my mom. Yeah. So we love Gert. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we talk, Do 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 we want to address the Willie Nelson thing at all? What about Willie Nelson? Well, I mean, that's why she was calling. Well, to give her opinion about him. You being... love
1: Willie Nelson.
2: I do. I and that's do. Fine. I, I like that redheaded stranger. Yeah. I like his music. He's, you you're, know,
1: you're entitled to, you know, what? And I know you had a. I don't know, intimate moment wouldn't be the right word, but you had a moment with (laughs) Willie Nelson. And uh, unlike Kevin, we're not going to blurt that out loud, uh, what that moment might have been, because this is a family program and we promote good habits on this show. Well,
2: I've been thinking about this because we've been going back and forth about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Willie, Willie Nelson, not Rock and Roll.
2: Right. Willie Nelson, not rock and roll. Last year it was Dolly Parton, sure. right? So should they change their name to the Contemporary Music Hall of Fame? Because Hammer yesterday said maybe it should just be the Music Hall of Fame. Well, then you're going to get into, well, does Beethoven right. and Bach, I mean, how sure. far back do you go?
1: Or here's an idea, Casey. Yeah. Just keep it to rock and roll? Just keep it to rock and roll, (laughs) right? I don't know. That's just a novel concept. I know that's going to blow some...
3: Well, technically... They're not doing that, though, so... If we're just going to keep it rock and roll, I mean, really, rock and roll is... You know, a genre in the 50s mm-hmm. and that's been uh, the transformed. 50s? There was over great time. rock
1: in the 60s. There was great rock in yeah, the but, 70s. But there was even some troubadours who kept rolling into the but 80s, is that, Kevin. Is, is that called
3: about? rock and roll or is that, you know, like psychedelic rock of the 60s? It's I guess the rock and roll. Yeah, I guess it's they're all still... kind of umbrella. It's like an umbrella of genres, he, I guess.
1: Here's, speaking of music, here's the hot take I had for Kevin this morning is that any band that has an opening band. Mm-hmm. Or requires an intermission mm-hmm. is not a band worth seeing. Oh. And I had this cause this the Springsteen tour mm-hmm. kicked off last night and he went two two hours and forty five minutes, mm-hmm. which is a little short for him, but he is seventy three now and I'm guessing maybe he was just practicing and he'll be up over three hours That's pretty the first soon. Night. Uh but uh, if you need an intermission, that's like cheating, right? Mm-hmm. That's like you're you're stretching it out. Oh, he played for or they played for two and a half hours or they uh, they played for two hours. No, because the intermission is usually like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually count. And if you're in such poor shape that you can't make it through without taking a break, I'm not parting. I don't really want to part with my money to see you.
2: Well, what if it's a costume change intermission? Because a lot of bands A are costume art- change? Yes, a lot of bands and artists will d- put on different outfits. They, what need, do you a, mean they a need a, a need
3: costume a- change. Yeah, I'm not going to any shows with costume. I mean, like changes. Rod
1: Stewart would change outfits, but the band was still playing as he would put the stuff on Weird Al. Right? Does the stuff, but the band keeps
2: playing. Well, release like- with snaps? Yeah.
3: yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. costume changes are like what Beyonce does. Well, yeah. Or like I, artists like that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not, but, I'm not going to those shows. You're not going to go.
2: Have you ever seen a concert <laughs> where the warm up band eventually became bigger than the headliner.
1: No, but I know like back in the 70s and stuff, that was a pretty common thing. Or even the early 60s or mid 60s, late 60s, where the headliner would eventually become bigger. Mm Because obviously at some point everyone had to be the headliner. Yeah. But there's no one I would see anymore, Casey, that isn't already a super established person.
2: I I saw a Rat. One time. Rat. (laughs) I saw Rat in concert. That's the name of the band, Rat? Yes, Rat. It's a rock band. Of all the things you could have named your band, band. band. let's call ourselves Rat. Well, Rat sounds better than Mouse. Well, Poison opened up for them. Uh Uh-huh. And I think the Poison eventually became bigger than Rat. Hard to believe anybody
1: became bigger than Rat. (laughs) Uh, all right. (laughs)
2: Um... (laughs) <laughs>
1: Speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Kevin, we're going to move these around a little bit. I did, we did get another call about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because we had pointed out how many of these people are not that are nominated. In fact, it seemed like the overwhelming number mm-hmm. of these people are not actually rock and roll people. All
4: right, Casey and Rob, I like listening to your show, but when it comes to music, you guys really, really need to do some research before you start talking about it. You were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today, and first and foremost, New Order is not a techno band, never has been. They are a subgenre
1: before techno really took off. They're more of a dance band, but they're not techno, and they are a Whoa. rock band, Rob, according what an to egregious mistake! The, and other people, but they're more dance, and I understand why I don't think they should be in there. But New Order had a big impact
4: in the 80s. You really should listen to them. I also understand Styx are a speed wagon, Boston especially, and Foreigner. Yes, they all should be in the Rock Hall of Fame. I don't argue that at all. I don't know why they keep putting in Bands like Tribe Called Quest, which I'm familiar with, but they shouldn't be in there. And neither should Cheryl Crow and some of these other people. But if Eminem's in there, oh my goodness, anybody can get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because Eminem is not a artist in the way of music.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. That uh, Throwing the uh, rappers in there is kind of a reach. But right. yeah, I think with New Order and uh, Joy Division, um, I think they kind of had their roots in
1: rock. Blue, okay. Okay. Like, New Order. I but... could name one Blue Blue Order song. Blue, Blue Order. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Monday. Blue Monday. You're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which the presidents of the United States of America or whatever covered that too, mm-hmm. and I think had a moderate hit with that. Anything else about Can the you... Rock and Roll Hall? No. Of no, fame. no. About New Order. No. That's our Hall of Fame standard. the The average person cannot name more than one of their songs. There's some big uh, New Order fans out there. I mean, I'm I not. Disp- I There's also big fans of that group. You went to see the other night, th- in which you were handing out stickers to men in the bathroom.
3: I, th- I think New Order had a big following overseas. I think on a world stage, New-, New
2: Order is one of those bands where I know the songs, and oh yeah, that's New Order, but I can't name the titles of yeah. the songs. So. Yeah, I think
3: that's a fair description. Uh,
1: yeah, we got a call. Of course, we talked with uh, Tony Kennett. Earlier in the uh, program about mm-hmm. his run-in with the angry red-shirted teachers, mm-hmm. and then, of course yesterday we had uh, our buddy Ben Oron, who's on the Hamilton Southeastern School Board, mm-hmm. and he was laying out to us how political the school board elections already are, and how political the teachers unions are, and how l- radical left the teachers unions are. So this idea of oh, the, there shouldn't be politics in the school board elections. Uh, somebody called about the uh, the teachers unions.
4: Kendall and Casey. Listening to Ben Orr here on the radio, he is 100% right. I would love to find out how many teachers in Indiana are actually in the teachers' union. We keep calling about, talking about how big bad the red shirts are, keep marching in there. But I think you're going to find out that there are probably about the same 50 to 100 that walk down there and scream and holler and throw their fists in the air. Where I'm from, in the, Indiana, from a small school with only about 80 to 90 teachers, there are four in the union. Hmm. The school to the east of us that has 90 teachers has one. So I don't know how big and bad these folks are, but they need, we need to look in and see how, uh, what the percentage is.
1: Well, and this is what we talked about. When you show up, the Republi- look, the Republicans that run the state are brutally weak people. They have zero backbone. They only care about getting reelected. And the reason they do what the teachers union tells them to do is because the teachers union, it's why they wear the red shirts, right? Like, it's great. If you get 50 people in a room shouting at you and they're all wearing red shirts and being very aggressive, you got to have really big stones to think to keep your calm and think logically through it and think, okay, this is all they could get, right? Like, 50 is the best you could do. But the perception is, oh, my gosh, there's all these people. And that's why when we don't show up, we being conservatives, when we don't show up, we get defeated. And so you have to start showing up and whether it's showing up to the state house or writing or calling or whatever, you got to do your part. Voting is not enough because these Republicans are weak people.
2: Senate bill 188 is what you're talking about. You want to uh, let your legislator know if you are concerned about the, uh, you know, the narrative that's going on in schools and school boards, you want to go yes with that.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, One more. We got another call. This uh, continues to be an ongoing theme. Call about property taxes.
4: You were talking about uh, property taxes, and then you read the list of what they considered when they raised the property tax. One of them was construction cost. And what does construction cost have to do with somebody whose house is already built and they live in it? That's unbelievable that they even said that was on the list. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work.
1: So we're going to have Rainwater on next hour because I think he, of all the people who have run for public office, has had the best of all the property tax plans. It's a viable plan. It would actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's very familiar with, with property taxes. Think about that, Casey. Mm-hmm. Somebody built a new home mm-hmm. near you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but. I'm not building a home. No, but someone built. They are looking for ways to screw you, right? And I'm not necessarily blaming the assessors because, as I told you, by somebody who I know the other day had that long conversation with the assessor's office, and they just straight up admitted to him, yeah, you're getting screwed, and this is a terrible system, Yeah, but it's the system we are obligated to act by. Mm-hmm. You know who sets the system they're obligated to act by? The Republicans Mm -hmm. down the street from us, they know what the system is. The system is designed to screw you. The system is designed to find any way possible to suck as much of your money out of your wallet as possible and give it to Holcomb and the Republicans so they can spend a billion dollars. Well, in this case, it goes to local governments so they can appease local governments. So that the Republicans can appease the school corporations, the angry red-shirted teachers, the other agents of local government who don't want to ever be challenged or get their fiscal house in order.
2: I don't understand why the property tax, it's like on a sliding scale. You buy the house one time, you pay the tax one time, or it's set. Isn't that the way it should be? Well, of course. Why it, is it changing because, from year to year?
1: Because they want to make it so that they can take the money whenever they want. It's why when they ra- when they enacted the tax caps, that was a joke. It's not an actual cap when some, it oftentimes, unelected person can arbitrarily just go out to your house and go, yeah, your taxes just went up by $300.
2: Yeah. Your neighbor sold their house, so you got to pay more now.
1: it, it and the Republicans make all the rules and they don't care at all. All right, Hammer's next.
2: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.